This week's episode is brought to you in partnership with Zero Procure, who are here to make procurement simple, offering great value and quality for products and services, all for zero cost. And what business wouldn't want that? I am delighted that their support will now help keep this show accessible and free to listen to wherever you access your podcasts. Please get in touch with them for a chat. Just click on their link in the show notes or visit their site at zeroprocure.com forward slash podcast. Welcome to Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street, where each week we take a light-hearted look into the stories and individuals that make up the wonderful world of hospitality. Today's guest is Pix Ashworth, founder of Land and Water and director at Watergate Bay Hotel. Coming up on today's show... Pix makes her play for the most original line of the show so far. But Ben was the master of the, um, the sausage barrier. Phil risks the wrath of his wife, but she'll absolutely rinse me for this but and Pix recounts one particularly bizarre incident he uh, he was told by one of his team that there was a dog in the pool all that and so much more as Pix talks us through her story and journey to date there's so much to love in Pix's story all starting off by marrying into the industry as she puts it but then quickly finding a passion and pursuing it with vigour there are loads of lessons in here about entrepreneurial life as well as a peek behind the curtain into the driving force behind a sustainable business at the top of their game A huge thank you to Pix for sharing her story. As always, a sneaky reminder to keep sharing the podcast as far as you can. Let's get the world talking about our amazing industry. Enjoy. Pix Ashworth, a very warm welcome to Hospitality Beats. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm very good, thanks. How are you? Yes, very good indeed. Where where are you recording this from today? I'm sitting in Cornwall at uh, Newquay Aero Hub Business Park, which is where our offices are. So... uh, from a different window in the building, I can see the ocean, and nice. then I can see the runway of the second longest uh, runway in in the country. Is it really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, they used to land. Uh, they used to be able to. It was a sort of uh, pit stop for Concord if it was ever needed. Oh wow! There we are. We got to be careful fact. now, though. We're uh, don't want to turn this into an educational podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Straight in with the facts as well. So um, for everyone listening, just tell people who, who you are and what you do. Yes, certainly. So I'm Pix Ashworth. I have been in the hospitality industry for oh, knocking 20 years now. And I came into it through a unusual route in that I uh, married into uh, the hospitality industry, which I don't think is the is the uh, sort of... Uh, prototype way to do it um yeah so you might be the first I... actually on, on the show that's 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 gone in that way but we'll take it but we'll absolutely take it um so yeah I before that I was working in London and Paris in asset management and financial services and so in a sense meeting Will my husband um was pretty formative to my career and uh, landed me up in Cornwall from Paris in 2004 and uh, yeah, jumped straight in and became jack of all and, and, and not so much master of anything. <laughs> so what are your what are your interests at this point in time? Because you, you've got a kind of double whammy going on in, in your world. Uh, in my business world, yes. Um, so we have, uh, in fact, we had a sort of, I had a, an early double whammy as well in that uh, when I first came to Cornwall, yes, I sort of helped out to begin with just to get my feet under the desk. So I helped out in uh, in the hotel uh, with, with Will, uh, our hotels at, on the North Cornwall coast, a place called Watergate Bay. 
two miles of blissfully uninterrupted sand cliff and a consistent surf break. And um, so I just got my feet under the desk and then pretty quickly the, in fact, we'd already started talking about it when I was, uh, I was in Paris, this idea to create a um, self-catering marketing agency, uh, which uh, we call Beach Retreats. Uh, so that was my that was my sort of first calling, as it were. Uh, and it was really great because it meant that I was attached to the business, uh, the hospitality in this, um, business, but I could sort of forge my own path at the same time and take the same purpose and values from our uh, from our hotel business and create a new business called Beach Treat. So we're a, uh, that is a marketing agency for self-catering properties. And uh, it, as I said, it took that same idea from our business. We, we talk about our business as being like a ski resort on a beach with uh, great accommodation, food and drink. And, and of course, the, the ultimate uh, aspect of it is being outside amongst the elements, uh, the playground of the beach. So beach retreats took all those great reasons for being. And we set up this marketing agency. So um, I, I uh, got our first uh, third-party clients. We had a few self-catering properties of our own within the business. And we built that out with third-party clients. And the business is run now run by somebody far, far more qualified uh, than I am um, in the form of Andy Easton, who's the managing director. And we, and we let um, 250 to 300 properties um, wow. under beach retreats. So, so that was kind of my first... Yeah, forging my own path, as you put it. And then um, post that quick break to have three children. And then... Um, quick break. <laughs> quick break. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't that quick, I have to say. But it was it was definitely a period of my life where I was uh, working more part-time when the children were young. And uh, they're now old enough to sort themselves out, pretty much. And uh, we, are, uh, we have a new business called Land & Water, uh, which I set up a couple of years ago. Uh, and again, that's taking the same purpose and vision of the um, of the hotel business that we have already. Yeah, well, I, I, I do want to get into that and we will get into that in the fullness of, of time. But actually, I, I, we've kind of skirted over your story a little bit in what, <laughs> four minutes. We need more depth. We need more depth. Yeah, so, um, yeah, okay. so... Take us all the way back and and predate this to to hospitality because I'm always mm, sure. intrigued. I know that you're you got into it because you married into it in inverted commas, but there there must have been an intrigue, I guess, to uh, in order to because you don't just because you married into it doesn't necessarily mean that you give up your career unless there's something that uh, sparks an interest in it. So yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I w- my career was financial services, asset management in London and Paris. Yeah. Um, and uh, but there's something very, um, what's the word? There's something very tangible about hospitality. Um, you know, when I when I first met Will, I, I used to rib him endlessly about the fact that his his family couldn't have a restaurant meal without sort of dissecting every element <laughs> of the um, of the yeah. venue that we were at or the food we were eating. And now I'm ashamed to say that I'm the first into it. I'm fascinated by it. I, I just think it's so relevant. Everybody has an opinion on hospitality. Uh, not many people have an opinion on asset management. And uh, that's, so that's, that's a fair comment. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, it, it really it really suited me. Um, it's not a world I've grown up in at all, and I'm still not a foodie. Uh, I leave that leave that to Will and um, yeah, there's a, there's a bit of a story here I think around one of the first meals that you ever cooked for your 
yes, I mean, the first meal yeah. I cooked for him uh, was, uh, we, we met actually, we met in the Alps, um, which is one of our favorite places to be in the French Alps skiing. And then when we, when we came back, we met up in London where I was living, he was living in Cornwall and he came, he came for lunch and I just got back off the plane and I just, you know, grabs, grabbed something pretty functional from M&S. And, um, so that was my first meal for him. Let's just say it was, yes, most definitely a ready meal. Right. Um, I can so relate to I'm this. Not... Well, I have <laughs> a, can? yeah, because I, I, I'm a, a hospitality lifer for want of a better phrase. And okay. my, my, my wife married into me, uh, although she's not ever worked in hospitality, but, um, I definitely turned her into a, a foodie before I came on the scene. Well, when she cooked me a meal and she'll absolutely rinse me for this, but, um mashed potato was you remember that smash product where you just pour hot oh my water goodness, yeah, yes. yeah 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 yeah, oh, yeah. No, I, never... I quickly oh, wow, eradicated that from yeah but um yeah okay. sorry honey sorry um that makes me feel better <laughs> you've just landed yourself in it and pulled me out of my hole yeah um but yeah so you met in the alps and then yeah what happened next how did you kind of how did you make the transition away from what you were doing because actually asset management is also now a huge part of um hospitality and on the finance side of things there's a whole new industry uh, yeah that really... sorry we were we yeah asset management we were managing uh funds under management so okay, right. for, um both for the insurance company that it was part of so their third party funds but also <clears throat> managing uh sorry third party so managing the uh the assets within the insurance company but also managing third party funds as well right. so yeah no a different type of asset yeah so yeah it was i was hu- hugely ambitious um to be to get to the top of that tree in uh, in that world in that financial world to begin with and uh, as feisty as i am i do admit uh with a little bit of age behind me now that um uh, that your priorities change I think when you meet uh, someone that you like to like to spend a bit of time with or, uh, or <laughs> ended up being the rest of our lives but um, yeah I think uh, you know we have to make we have to make a move one way or the other it would be very difficult for Will to have left Cornwall um, and uh, fairly easy for me to move out of London or Paris so we'd commuted for two years initially from between London and Cornwall and then between Paris and Cornwall and uh, despite taking numerous flights uh between paris and cornwall i still not over my fear of flying but um God bless. Uh, yeah but you can only do that for so long so yeah we decided that i would move to cornwall and uh, obviously Actually, it's quite different is this could maybe bust some myths while we're, we're at this because i think you might be the first person i've had on the show that's uh started their career in financial services and a lot of what we talk about on on the show has has been around hospitality's reputation as a place to work and everybody talks about long hours and all of these and you know and stressful places but mm. I'd imagine that the uh, financial services can be long hours and pretty stressful as well it was usually long hours and I I have some tendency to to overdo things in that domain so uh, yeah it was it was ridiculously long hours and I did a uh, an MA as well and um I think I think that was that's the only regret I have is in my early twenties I, I probably worked too hard. Um, that said, I worked with the most fantastic people. Um, it was a despite being part of a much bigger in London, it was much, uh, much uh, part of a much bigger French company. I had a very sort of I really 
adored the British culture that is so welcoming to all international uh, all nationalities. Uh, it's fascinating because we, um, uh, there were, you know, it was so diverse, all the different nationalities, yet underneath it was this great British culture instilled by the chairman who very much um, encouraged people to try new things, people to ask questions. And, uh, and I think that's quite unique to Britain and uh, something I, I particularly like about it. So we were, there was no sort of who knows the most who studied um, you know, the right. best degree to be in this business. Um, it didn't feel elitist. It felt uh, it felt very open, hardworking, um, hardworking. Yes, but very open and a lot of fun. And yeah, uh, yeah it was a great it was a great period of my life. I just worked too hard. <laughs> yeah, well, and then um, yeah. So sorry, I was I was taking you off your your story. I was just intrigued because okay. we because it's 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 great to hear. And this is the, something that I think is. is we don't do enough of enough of as a as an industry generally as we we given the fact that we're a welcoming industry we don't mm-hmm. welcome enough people from other industries in it's still a little bit well you don't have experience in this 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 and this and this so you can't come in and do this but actually there there's so much crossover and so much learning we can take by bringing people it's the same as a, having a a diverse culture isn't it really ultimately it's every person that comes into your world brings color in some way so uh, let's embrace that and let's let's have more people from other sectors coming into to hospitality yeah i think that's really interesting and i would say you know the thing i love about hospitality is i as i said it's a very tangible business everybody has an opinion on it um and the thoughts behind it and i think that that's very helpful because that allows greater depth of thought there's you know there's nothing hugely technical about it that sort of precludes you from from coming into that industry um and i think the concept of brand has become so uh integral to a well-run hospitality business that and brand comes from from the way we are and how we interact um and so all of us can bring something to the party when we're um nurturing a brand so so yeah i think it I, I've never seen it personally. It's interesting you say that. I haven't sort of seen it as as um, you know as a closed off industry. Yeah, I think it's because I'm a recruiter, and maybe it's because people of course. people yeah, pay people pay me a fee for the people I introduce. So yes, they don't yeah. want maybe maybe I'm reading too much into this, but they don't want the left field ideas. They don't. They want we want we want X Y Z. So give us X Y Z. If I'm bringing A B C and Z then yes. you know why are they paying a fee for my my services but maybe that's why they're paying a fee maybe i i need to be the one that's kind of being creative in in solutions but anyway that's a whole different ball game um com- <laughs> completely but um yeah so arrival cornwall starting to move away from financial services how mm-hmm. was that transition was it something that you were kind of really focused and said yeah this is absolutely a no brainer this is what i'm going to do or was it more a kind of no, it was more much more organic than that. I think was it? it was um it was just me helping Will out to begin with. Um his general manager left actually just at about the time that I moved to Cornwall, so I was just sort of jumping in, filling a gap um whilst we, we recruited a new general manager. 
Um, I <laughs> dived into anything. Uh, we were doing a, a new wing of bedrooms at the time and I became an expert in underfloor heating and um, what, what carpet works with underfloor heating. Okay. <laughs> I didn't stay in that domain. <laughs> if you knew me better, you'd understand that's not my domain. But um, yeah, so I just jumped in to begin with. Um, whilst all the time in the background, we had this idea for beach treats. And I was beginning to nurture that idea. And that was a really great area for me to pull into because actually the most important bit to begin with was getting uh, new owners on board. And um, and therefore that was talking to talking to owners. And in a sense, it was a more corporate feel to it because I needed to create a contract between us and the owners and set up the whole foundation of the business and how it was going to run, et cetera. So mm. it was less about the sort of operational running of the business and more about the setup. And so I had a lot of confidence from my more corporate background to be able to do that. So um, so that worked very well, actually. I did a quick stint in marketing as well to cover our marketing uh, manager's uh, maternity leave. Right. So, so yeah, and then after that, you know, after about a year being in Cornwall, I was full time setting up beach retreats. Right, but that's that's what what you just said there about dipping into the the needs of the business. Basically, is is absolutely what a kind of owner led business is all about, though, isn't it? I mean, you you can't yeah. just sit there in your ivory tower and just let you know a gap appear and not do anything yeah. about it. You know, and, yeah. and I um I also know from from your um. Uh, stories that you know you've dipped into the kitchen uh, as an example <laughs> yes it took me 18 years but I was allowed in eventually yeah um, so um, not, not to cook um, happily for the guests but to um, to help serve breakfast during the pandemic last year yeah and um, so I absolutely love that you know you roll in at um, half past six um, the chefs have already been there for an hour preparing um, and then you know interacting with the guests and serving them um, it was at a time where we were obviously trying to restrict touch points. So having one person serve our um, our hot breakfast made, made sense. So, yeah, so I was serving sausages and, and uh, grilled tomatoes and bacon and, and all the rest. Yeah, well, that, you know, needs must, right? You do what you need yeah, to do. Yeah, that was definitely, um, yeah, that was uh, definitely the easier choice to housekeeping, which both Will and I did a huge amount of as well, plus uh our eldest two children who are teenagers. So um, uh, we, we, even though it was a you know a really tough tough summer in terms of um, just workload and obviously challenges uh, that, that the whole industry faced, it was Will and I spent a lot of time together <laughs> cleaning bathrooms, cleaning rooms, yeah. serving breakfast, etc. So yeah, I, no. I I like dipping in, and I, I'm perfectly happy in my my role as um, jack of all. Um, I don't feel the need to be a master of it. Yeah, but that's the thing. You, you generally, in an ideal world, you hire people who are masters. And when yeah. the when there's the moments whereby there's a there's a gap, then then you you it's the very nature of a kind of general management position, isn't it? Really, ultimately, you yeah. are you are going yeah. in where you need. You're to. so right, and I love I love working with masters. I love just saying, you know, uh, steer me, take you know, uh, lead me um, because. Uh, you know far better than I do so you give yeah. your input you give your heartbeat to it but they would steer yeah I had um uh, there's a lady called Joanne Taylor Stagg who's a uh, quite a, a high profile general manager in London she mm -hmm. was on, on the show and she was talking about this, that that moment when everybody reopened after lockdowns and things like that and it, everybody it took people a while to find their feet again in terms of 
what numbers yeah. do we need? You know, how how many people do we actually need to come and service the guests? How many guests are we going to actually have? And so yeah. she found herself dipping into housekeeping. And um, and she said that her housekeeping team were delighted when she stepped away again. <laughs> because it's, um, yeah, because you know, the, I, don't, I don't think people fully appreciate what a skill it is to, to be, um, to be you know, so effective in, in that environment, whereby you need to, one, you need to do it properly, but two, you need to do it quickly. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. We're all agreed it's the toughest gig um, by a long shot. And yeah, our, um, she sounds like our, our, our MD, Ben. He he would only um, work with our head housekeeper, so he knew exactly what he had to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had a lot of banter on that respect. Um, but but Ben was the master of the... Um, the sausage barrier in the uh, in the serving breakfast. He was very proud that he uh, invented the sausage barriers to make sure that the beans and the and the egg didn't co- um, collide. So um, <laughs> this is now going to be a term. This is going into folklore. This term. <laughs> yeah. The sausage it barrier. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, on a more serious note, I think it was really tough opening after lockdown. I think, you know, never mind all the obvious challenges, but the sort of more nuanced ones were fascinating in terms of our team finding their their way as to how to be again. You know, we had we were so certain of what our culture was before and we absolutely had a way of being. And then, you know, after lockdown, you're very aware of how different people are feeling about being in confined or, or less confined spaces. Some yeah. people totally relaxed some people very nervous and so you have to sort of um we slightly re-engineer and uh that that was fascinating yeah and that's when you need your masters to step up as well right i mean that's the yeah uh, the, you absolutely. can't you can't have all the answers your, yeah, yourself and your leaders yeah 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 so i i'm conscious of the fact that we were 20 odd minutes into the chat and and actually we've spoken about the hotel but we haven't spoken about the hotel in terms of what do you have? What's 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 if people were going to come and stay, what what yeah. would they experience? So, um, so as I said, it's um, a low tide. It's two miles of um, uninterrupted sand cliff, um, north coast. So you know that much more rugged uh, cliff than the south coast, uh, with a consistent surf break. And uh, at the and and we I talk about that first because we think of that that is the that's what our story we our story owes everything to its location right it's uh, and the hotel and the concept is um our take on a modern beach holiday and it's really all about finding a balance that feels right to that guest um, to come and stay now for some people that's getting in the surf every day paddling out and and spending hours in the surf no matter what the weather for other people, that may be finding a quiet corner or striding the, cr- the cliffs on a crisp day or coming in for a warming sauna. So we talk very much about blowing the cobwebs. We use the same language that we did 15, 20 years ago um, about blowing away the cobwebs, c- getting out amongst the elements, coming in, feeling cozy, eating well, drinking well. And yeah, fi- finding your your balance, your your sweet spot, as it were. So it's we talk about it internally. We don't use it that much in in our marketing communications, but we because it sort of requires quite a lot of thinking about. But the phrase active relaxation is very important to us. So we have 
of what uh, other other hoteliers might call a spa, but we purposefully don't call it a spa because uh, spa has all the connotations of, of pampering, etc., which is wonderful in its place, but isn't us. So we're about being very active uh, and but relaxed at the same time, and it's that sort of sweet spot of emotion. So so yeah, active relaxation is probably the best way that I can describe. Uh, what it is and we have 80 bedrooms and uh, several restaurants uh, surf and uh, kite surfing school uh, stand-up wow. paddle boarding etc so yeah we we uh, we have a lot of fun yeah. um, but this this was you can now begin to understand if you know a little bit about land of water which is the latest brand that I launched a couple of years ago as to why we created land of water which is our natural bath and body uh, products uh, that we created for ourselves, and we've now taken out into other hospitality businesses as well. This is well, that's a wonderful segue, by the way. I think that's perfect timing to move into that. But it's actually something that I, I'm having increasingly more conversations with people who, are, like conscientious business owners, who are contemplating, like, what's next? What do we do now? What's what mm-hmm. can we be doing more of? What could we be doing better? And all of these things, and a lot of that is centered around uh, planet uh, uh, as well, and what Absolutely. and your impact on that. So, yeah, talk to me about how this kind of this idea. Well, first of all, talk to us about what the brand, what Land and Water is. What is your brand? Yeah. Absolutely. So Land and Water, you won't be surprised to to know, starts with an idea um, that I've just been talking about, um, which is that we very much believe, and I don't think it's a um, uh, anything that anyone would dispute that time outside makes us feel better inside. So that is the basis. And, and again, that Love is that. a natural yeah. evolution from this idea of active relaxation. Um, so taking that idea, we created our own um, natural bath and body products. And the idea is that they recreate that fresh skin invigoration, that elevated sense of well-being that you get from spending time outside. And it, as I said before, it doesn't have to be uh, you don't have to be like a, a, a warrior of the surf. Um, you can be, you know, just as content having an amble uh, on the on the cliffs or just sitting outside and spending time outside and, and coming back in again and having that sense of uh, invigoration, but also calm underneath. So really, Land and Water has evolved from years of, of witnessing uh, that incredible warm glow that emanates from people when they come in out of the elements. And we have a sister business to Watergate Bay Hotel in um, Cumbria called Another Place, which is a um, first of a new collection of hotels. And that also poured ample inspiration uh, into, into land and water, the same concept of spending time outside. Um, Cumbria is a, a, a beautiful part of the world, but a different focus. It's more land, I guess, than than yes, than water. Yes, um, but our um, our hotel there sits on the Lake District's second biggest lake, Lake Ellswater. Right. So um, it uh, sits in this sort of magnificent, very serene uh, environment. And uh, again, on the threshold of of land and water, and that sort of elemental invigoration. And that happy, relaxed calm that you get from spending time outside, I think, is is, is pertinent to both. And, and likewise, you could be walking alongside a canal in uh, in London or, or simply sitting under a tree in a park. Um, it, it's all around that idea. It's not exclusive to the coast or to lakes, um, right. this concept. And that's why we develop fragrances that emphatically don't smell of something particular. We're not trying to sort of... 
uh, you're not trying to smell the sea. You're trying to capture that emotion of um, of exhilaration and calm. And we do that through through buoyant citrus fragrance as the top notes, such as grapefruit, lime, and mint. And then underneath, we have very sort of calming woody notes, such as sandalwood, frankincense. And uh, so, yeah, we, we very much uh, have designed it purposefully to capture that essence, capture that emotion. And that emotion obviously is different to, to different people. And so we hope that it allows that, um, that sweet spot of emotion. Right. Um, where, where did the inspiration come from? Like, was it an idea popped in to someone's head? No, again, <laughs> seems to be a recurring theme in this conversation. Yeah. It was, it, again, it just sort of came about, I think. And um, we had our own uh, product be- before Land of Water as well. But as our aspirations grew, we wanted very much, uh, and, and the products before that, they were beautiful fragrances, but they weren't particularly considered. And so we wanted to create a much more cohesive collection that we felt if we took it to wholesale, took it to retailers, it absolutely had a place on the shelf next right. to next to other um, high-end brands. So, and then quickly the ambition came behind it, the idea of, of recreating our own product to then take it to wholesale, both into uh, national retailers and boutiques and also out to other hospitality businesses as well. Right. But I love this. I really, really love this because oh, it's... Oh, thank you so much. Well, it, but I, I'm a, an entrepreneur at heart and I, you know, I, I well, as my wife would tell you, I have 100 ideas a day, 99.9 of them are terrible, but um, you know, <laughs> in any case, the ideas... It's closest to you who tell you the truth. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. But um, it's one thing, I suppose, to have an idea. It's another thing to then move it forward. And I think what I really love about your story so far is that you've kind of you're encapsulated this passion for hospitality you're you know you have this business that's you know a high performing business in a beautiful setting mm-hmm. but then there's a there's like a byproduct of that as well it's like why stop there let's mm-hmm. you know this is kind of forming something else let's let's move another idea forward and i, I would hazard the guess that down the line at some other time there'll be another idea that'll that'll come up and i think it's <laughs> It's it's such a I think the the industry is a wonderful place to come in and test out ideas. It's such a, a fast moving industry that you can kind of come in and go, right, is this gonna work? No, okay, we'll scrap that. Is this gonna work? Let's try that instead and, and all of that. And it's mm. it seems to me that you've kind of applied this incremental improvement process into your business. And by virtue of that, ideas come up because you're getting to a point with one side of your business that says, well, actually what we need now to improve the business to this end is that we need this product now. And so that's what we want to, we're going to focus that on and, and actually make it its own little business rather than it just being something that serves your own, your own hotels, as it were. Am I right or am yeah, I completely I th- off track? <laughs> no, I think you're complete, completely right. And I think because I think what is driving that I did, have you come across the expression uh, the a uh, home tell? I actually haven't. No. So um, I think it's um, probably probably is, has been coined by Room Two, which is a new hotel concept in London, and they describe themselves as as home tells, which I think is so relevant. And it's probably exactly what you've been describing, uh, and they've just articulated it extremely well. 
and this idea that hotels are sort of evolving into hometels. So the sense that you everything that you do needs to have a resonance and a purpose and um, reflect a kind of personality of your brand and who you are, just like when you walk into a home, a certain piece of furniture or or something, um, a picture on the wall, it has a resonance with the inhabitants there. And so if we had a Bath and Body brand that was totally at odds with our ethos, then it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't yeah. feel, you know, and we, 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 we're so far away from the, from the sort of corporate hotel world for leisure, anyway, of the I, I don't know, let's say the 1980s. That um, the, poor old that 1980s. Home, sorry, <laughs> the poor old 1980s. It always gets. R- 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 <laughs> <It's too laughs> um, it was, wasn't good for anything, though, was it? I mean, really. Oh, uh, it was good for growth, I think. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm not, uh, yeah. But um, but yeah, that that sense of home is so important to us now. We crave it, just like we crave time outside, and so that sort of resonance, things that make sense, and. And that's what we're finding as we take land and water into the hospitality industry is we're finding this, that it's striking a chord with progressive hospitality partners. And by that, I mean, not only our environmental ethos, which for me uh, is absolutely there, but shouldn't be in USP because it should be a given. Um, we have a environmental ethos, but also that we have these products that um, are really relating to uh, how people might feel about the world, what's important to them, what they want from their time away to get that balance of, you know, they don't want to just go away and, and, and sleep for for a week. Well, you might do in some circumstances, yeah. but, but generally you want to be invigorated and stimulated at the same time as feeling calm and relaxed. You want to be inspired. I don't know if you're the same when we go away on holiday, we have these amazing conversations about everything that we're going to do and achieve. And, yeah. um, well, that's, and, what, that's why yeah. the, these moments are, uh, critical though weren't they to uh like because you can get on the the hamster wheel and you just get busy with everything and and uh, you could be missing something golden but but actually by snapping yourself mm-hmm. out of that and just you know yeah. and, and I'm saying this because I'm 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 going on holiday on Saturday so I can't Woo-hoo. wait and it's um uh, it's one of those things whereby those hundred ideas that I'll have will turn into a thousand ideas but actually probably yeah. five of those might have some traction rather than zero because you're just not focused on the other day-to-day stuff that that just happens and you know you can't ignore it and you've got you've got it especially in an entrepreneurial environment where you can't drop the ball on any part of your business you've got to keep those balls in the air all the time absolutely uh we talk a lot about bandwidth and headspace and yeah uh yeah it's it's needed and um i think uh you know, we adore Cornwall, um, but we do find that we have to get over the border to have that headspace, definitely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Great. Well, I mean... Once we're in Devon, we're away. <laughs> right. All right, okay. Well, no, I'll take that. I mean, <laughs> staycations are, have gone through the roof, right? So, uh, I, uh, although I have to say, we um, we had a... Uh, it was last May, we had a staycation in Cornwall, actually. Did you? Okay. And um, we went over to the Selly Isles for the first time in our lives. Oh, beautiful yeah except the um it was uh it was incredibly rough on the way over on the ferry okay. and for somebody who grew up on an island and uh who spent the first five years of his adult working life on ships um i was seasick for the first time in my whole oh, no. life yeah yeah, oh, yeah. No. i've lost my salty sea dog legs okay and i um, remember thinking at that moment the staycation is dead to me i i, <laughs> I need I need to go somewhere else. 
but that was but it, anyway, was it? But yeah, but well, we just happened to catch it on a particularly rotten day. But anyway. And how long were you there? We just we'd literally just went over to um Silly for the day. So over on the oh. ferry and then back on the ferry the same day just to get <laughs> and it was we now refer to Silly as being the wettest place we've ever been to in our lives. You know, at the point where you're just wet through and you just yeah. even, but even then there's fun to be had because we we had this moment, this realization whereby you go, Oh well, do you know that old thing that your mum used to say, you, you only get wet once, you know, we're there. We're not gonna get yeah. any more wet now, so let's just this is this is I our think life. My parents would have, yeah, my parents would definitely have told me that it was character building or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Indeed. And now it's it's a wonderful story that we talk to each other about and, well, and exactly. I, and exactly. the and the staycation is not dead to us, I have to say. But um in that moment it, it absolutely was. But yeah, staycations have gone crazy. It, you know, which yeah, is great. Well, I, I think, yeah, I think they are they are very relaxing. It's it's not a um it's not a relaxing experience going through an airport, is it? No, indeed. And and there's so many parts of the UK that are just beautiful. Um mm. again, as you say, it's just getting off that hamster wheel to get your brain yeah into a different a different place so um land and water you're you're fully formed where are you at at the moment in terms of your journey you you mentioned that you're you're now uh, working with wholesalers in terms of getting your Mm -hmm. products out there so what stage are you at in in its evolution and growth yes so we 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 sell um you know online direct to consumer and then in our wholesale world we which incidentally is uh it's very competitive, the direct-to-consumer world, um, and requires a huge level of expertise in marketing. And then in our wholesale world, we uh, have two elements to it. And one is is forging relationships with retailers. And that's really interesting because that's so important for us to get our brand stamp, as I said, to sit on, on the shelf alongside some great brands. And uh, we're in some national retailers, and we've just sent our first shipment to Hong Kong to a national retailer there so um, that's tremendously exciting uh, and then in in on the other side of wholesale is into the hospitality business and and I'm hugely excited about it I, I this is a real exciting area for us um, it's an area for growth and I I love it because we have so much to talk about we're hoteliers uh, I, I, we understand pain points. Uh, we understand what matters to them, uh, and we can speak uh, hoteliers' language. We're going to be exhibiting for the first time at the Independent Hotel Show at the beginning of October in London Fantastic. at Olympia. So yeah, so we're we're beginning. We've had lots of um, lots of inquiries coming our way, and that's the way we have grown the hospitality side of our business to date. Uh, we're a very small team, and now we're just making that transition from being sort of passive and letting you know inquiries come to us to actually actively getting out there and uh and and, and looking for those inquiries as well as, as receiving them fantastic yeah i mean that's a, a very interesting time then for for you guys on that side let alone everything else you've got got going on as well yeah um yeah. it seems that you like to keep yourself busy <laughs> that's come full circle which is really nice yeah absolutely fantastic great stuff well um question i like to ask everybody who comes on the show from your your hospitality career not your financial services uh, career so far do you have any yeah. funny stories you could share with us um i think p- probably the best one i mean most of my funny stories because um uh, would come from soaking up what our front of house team tell us or our general manager <laughs> yes. we had uh, a uh, 
a general manager a long time ago who was huge fun. You could hear his laugh booming around the corridor before he, he got to you. And he just told the story so beautifully about <laughs> coming to, at the time we had a much smaller uh, little indoor pool and uh, he he was told by one of his team that there was a dog in the pool. And okay. um, so you would immediately think, oh, my goodness, safety of the dog. But no, it was fully intentional. And our general manager went to investigate to be told by the guests quite plainly that um, there was every reason for his dog to be in the pool and that it was raining outside and his dog needed exercising. <laughs> and... Um, uh, Mark, I was our general manager at the time, just the way he told this story with this wonderfully infectious laugh at the same time. And, and uh, rightly, the, the right reaction to have was that he he um, he laughed. And and I think that happens time and time again. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so I think guest stories are, are a lot of fun. And, uh, yes. and I think, uh, you know, I think teams really enjoy those those kind of fun moments and uh yeah i think we've had a pet snake somebody bought um once um goodness so again uh we took that on and uh sort of uh, oh, decided on. it was i guess not far away from having a dog in a room because some of our rooms take dogs so we took a snake <laughs> my I'd, I'd have been running for the hills <laughs> that's one... i was nowhere near the conversation <laughs> yeah no absolutely but you're right though i mean the the, the guests bring the stories don't they and a lot of the stories you can't repeat a lot of the time but um yeah. i'm just intrigued why a dog owner in the uk can't take his dog out for a walk in the rain no no and, hmm. uh nor the sort of processing of uh the fur and things that may be going through the filtration no, indeed. And how but do you arrive at that as the natural conclusion is that that's how i'm <laughs> going to get around this problem i'm just going to put my dog in the swimming pool but, you know, that's the joy of being away on holiday. Nothing's your problem. It's somebody else's that's problem, true. isn't it? That's uh, true. Yeah. And rightly so. That's uh, that's why you come and stay at a hotel to be looked after and for somebody else to worry about the details. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. So, yeah. Fantastic. No, that's a belter. What's, uh, what does the next year have in store for you guys? It sounds like it's continued growth around land and water. Mm. Um, how, what about the hotel? How, what's the, the plans around that and your other business um so we yeah there's always um there's always a building project to be done in the winter i i always say that by if there's no spade in the ground by september then something is wrong with my husband um <laughs> so, so but no i think i think um we've got um a uh, a new hotel coming on uh, as part of another place in uh, hampshire uh, we've just finished a project at another place in the Lake District, which we've called Outside, which is this uh, incredible treehouse and and shepherd's huts and a glass house with a with a restaurant in there, uh, right by the lake. And then at the hotel in Cornwall at Watergate Bay, we'll be doing um, yeah quite a lot of refurbishment in the in a period where we close for about 10, 10, 10 days, two weeks in January. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so and then in terms of land and water. As I said, we've got, you know, we're a very small team and what I'm learning fast from a fast growing um, small brand is the need to uh, is the need to keep very focused and not be distracted because there's so much you can do. So many opportunities come towards you, which is which is exciting. But we I think we need to be laser laser focused and uh, and make sure that uh, we keep to our strategy, as it were, without getting distracted. Yeah, fantastic. No, I I wish you all the very best with that. It sounds fabulous. It also Thank sounds so like much. you're 
really here and now with that in terms of its focus and what it stands for uh, and all of that. So I uh, I wish you all the very best with uh, with the next phase of, of that. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you. No problem. You're you're so you're going to be at the Independent Hotel show. Yes, first to fifth of October. I might come and say hello. We can. Oh, uh, fantastic! Yeah, I think I probably will be there myself. So I'll, um, yeah, I'll come over and and shake your hand. We've got. If you like coffee, we've got uh, a um, Cornish company right next to us, which is so much fun, uh, called Origin Coffee. So um, be a little uh, little little Cornish welcome for you with um, with great coffee, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll furnish you with lots of products to take home. That would be a joy to see. Fabulous. Um, Final question before I let you get on your way. What three reasons would you give to somebody who was considering a career in hospitality to come in and join the fun? What three reasons? Yeah. So I think we talked a little bit about brand earlier. I think brand is just is exciting for everybody. As I said, everybody can can contribute to to the brand. Um, I think the buzz is infectious. Uh, it's infectious both in terms of when you're at work and it's infectious when you're talking about your career to your friends and family at home so there's a sense that you know your home life understands your work life and then banter I mean like like I said you you there's so many so many great stories and things that you have so yeah buzz brand and banter to me are the three b's the three b's of why you should come and join this industry I I love that to bits and the uh, the banter thing for me I don't think there's an industry out there that will give you more banter than hospitality yeah Definitely, there's lots of uh, there's lots of food that comes that way, isn't there? In terms of by food, I mean, so, you know, it's um, I think it uh, the banter comes because there's so much to bring the banter, as it were. Yeah, absolutely, fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on to the the show and telling your story. I um, I really really am very interested to to see what you're what you get up to next. I think it's a wonderful concept, as I say. I must come and say Thank hello you, to you Thank at the uh, at the hotel as well, because that um, uh, active relaxation, was that is that the phrase? Yeah, yeah. That's right up my alley, that. Um, Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. and two miles Thank of beach. you very much, Phil. Um, it's lovely to have your warmth and your enthusiasm. Thank you very much. Bless you. Have a good day. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. And there we have it. What a wonderful story from Pix, where she is doing some incredible work in demonstrating yet another route into our amazing industry through another sector. I'll be back again next week with more stories from hospitality, but until then, thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.